0: We love for you to follow the moms on call routines just as we have them. We really do love for you to do that. That's not always realistic. And sometimes that's just not how you want to run your house. Okay, but let's be consistent.
1: Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888 234 7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter presented by Spoonful One. Spoonful One believes in a
2: future without food allergies. And we are so happy to have them as a part of the Moms on Call podcast again this season.
0: Being a new parent is so overwhelming, especially for the first time. You are swarmed with well-intentioned friends and family and even strangers trying to give you advice. And someone along the way will most likely mention food allergies. Spoonful One, a company founded by women and run by moms and dads just like you, is taking the mystery and confusion out of how to handle food allergies. The latest research shows that early and consistent introduction to common allergens is how to best avoid food allergies later in life. Pediatricians recommend starting a multi-allergen introduction
2: routine between four and six months of age. This takes time, and doing this on your own is not easy. Spoonful One was designed to be given to your baby early, often, and seamlessly. They are taking the guesswork out of a very confusing and scary decision for parents. Every bite of Spoonful One includes the food groups associated with over 90% of food allergies. And it is so easy to use. One packet, once a day, for one year.
0: Spoonful One has an exclusive offer just for Moms on Call listeners. Go to SpoonfulOne.com backslash Moms on Call for more information, and your exclusive offer of 35% off their award-winning products.
3: Hi there, my name is Dee and I'm from Dallas, Texas. And my little one is five and a half months. She'll be six months in a few weeks. And I, we're well, just having trouble with nap time. So now I am back to work. You can probably hear me pumping right now. And she just does not seem to want to nap with Nanny. And I don't know if she sleeps great at night. And we're following the four to six month schedule right now. And she is eating purees and following your calendar. But she'll put her down around 9 a.m. and she'll wake up 30 minutes later. When it's with us, she seems to be napping well. So I don't know what we can do. Would we'll just love your help. Thank you. Bye.
2: D from Dallas. We're, we're, um, Really excited to be able to help you through these transitions that are so normal.
0: They are so normal. And a lot of times we'll see that those naps get better when they're rolling over and finding their own comfy spot. And they're free uh, to do that. But one of the things that we want to know is with that nanny, because it's all about habits, right? And we expect them to sleep 30 to 45 minutes, wake up and fuss for 20 or so, and then fall back asleep for 30 or 45 minutes. So a lot of times it's what we're doing when they wake at that 30 minute mark. So if the nanny is kind of creating this habit of when they wake, we're getting them up, we're running around the house, we're trying to rock them back to sleep, we're, you know, then that could be just part of the habit that we're creating. So I would absolutely get some more information on that and then maybe get connected with a consultant to help kind of navigate that. Well, in having nannied, oftentimes you feel like part of the reason
2: that I'm here is to ensure that this child, you know, has my attention every time they need it. And so sometimes even having a talk with the nanny about what the expectations are and what your comfort level is and making sure that if you have the online class, they have access to the online class. What I love about our app is that in the scheduler app for moms on call, I think we can have up to three people that can have access to the app, that can have access to the schedules, that can input information about diapers and sleep habits. But what we really recommend, number one, is just make sure that you and the nanny are on the same page and that they understand what the expectation is. And a lot of times that can fix it all by itself as you coordinate all these wonderful helpers in your child's life.
3: Hi, I'm Alexis from Florence, South Carolina. Um, my little girl just turned 18 months old. Um, I used the mom's on-call sleep schedule in the beginning, um, but I'm kind of weird because I'm a dance teacher, so my schedule is different than most people. so we are a little rotated. Um, anywho, uh, my baby girl started falling asleep in the early stages when I was rocking her during Um, her nighttime bottle. And then we moved away from the nighttime bottle, but I still rock her to sleep. Now we're at a stage where if I don't rock her until she's completely knocked out, as soon as I put her in the crib, she wakes up and starts crying and reaching for me. Um, So recently it's been taking an hour and a half to two hours just for me to rock her to sleep at night. So I'm wondering how's the best way for me to now train her into... Um, putting her into the crib while she's still awake. Um, I love our nighttime routine of rocking and reading the Bible, but just being able to put her into the crib, still partially awake and, and her going to sleep without screaming for me. Any advice is very welcome. Thank
2: you. Okay, I wish I had a soundboard so bad right now so I could have the Mission Impossible theme song this as I'm listening to this I want dun 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 cuz you're trying to put them in that crib just right and then without waking them up and then you get like one hand on them and you've kind of I'm glad you're a dance teacher because that comes in really handy with that gracefulness. That flexibility. Right getting that child in the crib just right without crying. Um, Alexis, I have some great news for you. Kids this age, their habit forming tendencies are so strong. And that not only is what has us in this position because you just loved them and you did what you needed to do in that time, but it's also going
0: to be the same thing that gets us out. And I think that's so, so, so important just to be able to have that consistency, time, and opportunity. I would say if you were confident, you put that little one down, and you believed in her, your confidence really is contagious. And if you'll put her down, get out of that room and give her some time. To scream it out. To scream it out. It's going to take a few nights. And what she's going to learn is that you're trustworthy, that you come back exactly when you say you're coming back, and that you do what you say you're going to do. This little girl is loved beyond measure. And we are not saying that you don't continue to have that sweet time in the evening. Continue to rock her and snuggle and love on her. But we just want to get her down prior to her being completely. Out, because that gives you the freedom to
2: be able to move this into all different situations that you'll be in as you both grow. And as she expands, you know, all of the areas where she gets to sleep and, you know, go on vacation and have other loved ones that are able to do this for you. So there's so much good on the other side of this transition that we want for you. And so we are going to help her to learn. But that learning is the one thing that you said is, can I get her sleeping without? screaming for me? No. But what we can teach her is that she is absolutely capable. She is safe. She is loved and she can learn to do this. And what I would love, because you have, I love your heart. So what we would love to do is we want to talk to your heart so that we are giving you as the caretaker, as the mom, the kind of love and support that you require while you face this hard transition. And that's really where the consultant network really came. It's where it was born so that what we found was the way to keep you on track, the way when you're kind of ready, like how long is too long, you know, is this really, can I do this? It really is so wonderful to have somebody in your corner to tell you, you can do it while you are ensuring that you provide the things you can control so
0: that she can do it. And that's where our consultants come in so incredibly beautiful to be able to know you, to know your story, your routines, that little one, your family dynamic, the ins and outs of your day, and then can come alongside you and walk it out with you one day at a time. One day at a time. And and so our consultants are fabulous at making that happen and building relationships with you and your family.
3: Hi, this is Rachel from Providence, Rhode Island. My question is for the moms on call is are there things that I can be doing to socialize my child before she goes into her first school type setting? She's going to a two day a week preschool activity camp starting next month and Just because of the world, obviously, the past couple years, she has never been socialized in a group larger than two or three kids. Are there things I should be working on so she knows how to behave and how to handle herself at school? Basically, how do I prepare a child for being in a group setting with a lot of other children? She's three, by
0: the way. Thanks so much. Well, Rachel, the best way... To prepare that child for being in a group setting is getting them in that group setting. These kids are incredible at figuring out how these relationships work. And your daughter being in a group right now with one or two or three kids or no kids at all. She's going to be fantastic when that time comes at preschool, and that's where she's going to learn those really great skills uh, of socializing and how this world works and how to be with other people and relationships, and that's going to happen. My kids didn't go. Now, my kids had their own playmates, but it was two or three kids, and they didn't have any of those large group settings until they were probably four or five years old. Kids are strong adaptable
2: and resilient. And the best thing that you can do to prepare your child for any group setting is to help them know how to respond to authority. And that is cultivated at home. And so if you want to be able to send them out, if they know how to respond to you, if you put your little household rules in place at the end of the day, like we talk about at mom's on call, it helps them not only to be familiar with structure, but also to respond to somebody in charge. And go take the quiz at the Moms on Call Toddler by Design app, and sometimes you'll find that if they're in, the, in that smart paradigm, social movement, an engineer, rule follower, and touch, you will be reassured that by design,
1: they'll find their place in this new, larger, wonderful Setting. Sharing some of our most popular tips and tricks. This is the Moms on Call Spotlight, presented by Spoonful One. Did you know
2: that your child's misbehavior may not be related at all to your
0: parenting style, but actually to the way that they are designed? And by taking the Moms on Call Toddler by Design quiz, you can find out if your toddler is social, movement, an engineer, rule follower, or touch. And we give you tips for exactly those designs. Lots of kids are a combination of these things, and it's
2: gonna help you to know how to parent according to design.
1: This Moms on Call Spotlight was presented by Spoonful One. Parenting is hard. Spoonful One helps make it easier. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.